0: Welcome to Love Liz, the podcast that's all about inspiring you to be yourself, find true love, and live your purpose. This is for all you seekers with deep desires who are struggling with your own self-worth and figuring out how to make your dreams come true. I'm your host, Liz Newcomer, actor turned Enneagram coach, human design practitioner, wife, and mama. I believe that who you are is enough to create the life and love you desire. Listen to find out why. All right, we're here. This is my first episode and I have to say that I'm really nervous, but I'm going to keep pushing forward. So this first episode is all about a breakup that I had when I was in my late twenties, right on the dawn of my Saturn returns. I was actually 27 and a half and it led me down this path of self-discovery. The truth is I've always been on a path of self-discovery. I'm an Enneagram type four. I'm a deep sea diver of the human psyche. and (laughs) But this breakup rocked me. And it really was such a example of how I felt like I couldn't be myself and get what I wanted. Does that relate to you? Is there something that you really desire? It could be to be in a relationship with someone. It could be to have a certain amount of money in your bank account, a career goal, aspiration that you might have. And it feels like you can't have that thing and be yourself at the same time. Well that's what this episode is all about. So I'm gonna take you back to November 11th, 11, 11, 2008. I had just graduated, got my master's in acting from UCSD. I was living back in New York city and I went to this opening night of streamers where a fellow alumni of UCSD was acting in at the roundabout theater company, went with my friend Jason We were both in my first off-Broadway show together at the Atlantic Theater Company, and Jason was a couple years younger than me. I felt like I could totally be myself around him. He made me laugh, I could just tell him crazy stories, and we're sitting there before the curtain rises. And I'm telling him about this story. I was working at a restaurant, waiting tables at Extra Virgin in the West Village, and I had a big crush on Ben, the bartender at the time. And the night before streamer's opening, I had thrown myself at Ben, got majorly rejected, and I was just recounting that story to Jason. Jason was laughing, and I think that there was something really magnetic and attractive about my energy because I was being totally myself around my friend. So, at intermission, there was this guy behind us and he started chatting us up. He was so cute, y'all. He was like my ideal guy tall, lean, dirty blonde hair, blue eyes, chiseled jaw, Roman nose a dimple. I mean, handsome. Now my husband's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, that's your type? Because actually my husband is my type and that doesn't exactly describe what he looks like. But yes, this was the guy that I used to chase all the time. The conversation's really natural. I'm not expecting it to go anywhere. There was an after party that night because it was opening night and I went home. I had a great night and I didn't really think anything of it. He was friends with the guy that I went to see who was in the play and Brad, Sent me a text message and he was like, hey, my friend, let's call him James, wants your number, but I just wanted to check in with you. And y'all, this kind of thing doesn't happen to me a lot. I don't feel like I get hit on especially. especially by guys who I think are really adorable. I was over the moon. I was like, yes, he can have my number. He texted me. He asked me out on a date. And that first date was gold. I fell so hard immediately. He was from Canada. He was an actor, but he just gave me butterflies and I felt like I was floating. So we started dating pretty soon on into our relationship. I felt the longing and desire that I had for him was so intense. I didn't care about eating. I didn't care about doing anything. I was just infatuated with him. And I also felt like I did not deserve him. Like I was not worthy. I was not thin, pretty, talented, successful, cool enough for him. And I think he picked up on that as well. I mean, cause you can't not pick up on that type of energy when one person feels so beneath the other person. It's kind of repellent. And he would say things to me like, I just want you to feel comfortable being yourself. As an Enneagram type four, heart types are really good at creating an image that they believe will get them love. I had that mask on with him. I showed him who I thought he would like, and I didn't feel safe to fully be myself. This was illustrated in this one example. He had an apartment in the East Village, and I was in his bathroom, and I used to get these underground zits at the time. I was getting them a lot. I was doing proactive. I'm not sure if there was any correlation, but I remember digging at my skin and trying to pop this underground zit. I thought that by popping it, it was going to somehow get rid of it. And I was like, I can't go back out into his apartment. He's going to see this like crater on my face that I've just been gouging at but I thought, no, just pop it and then it'll be done. I was picking my skin a lot at this time and I think it was such an example of this self-hatred I had. I was so mad at myself for not being who I wanted to be, this ideal. As I was looking into doing this episode, I went back to my journal. Almost every journal entry from those six weeks that we dated was all about how I didn't feel good enough. And I thought he was too good for me. I knew that I was doing it and I was sick of that pattern. I was like, Liz, stop. Enough of this. I'm not good enough. Enough. But I couldn't get out of it. So fast forward to right before I left for Christmas break, went home to New Orleans. We had this magical evening. We made dinner together. We watched my favorite movie when Harry met Sally. We listened to Ella Fitzgerald, Sunday kind of love, we danced. It was so romantic. And I was like, okay, it's happening. Even though I don't feel good enough, I'm finally getting what it is that I really want. The man that I'm gonna marry, he's perfect. So I go home for a Christmas break. We're in contact. We were gonna spend time together after the holidays. When I got back to New York, as our Christmas present to each other, we were gonna do a couples massage together. And so I sent him an email. And up until this point, he had always ended his emails XOXO, and I just mirrored back to him what he did. Part of a very people pleasing pattern. But to everyone else in my life, I always ended my emails or my letters. Letters, Love Liz, hence the name of this podcast. And so because I was feeling a little bit more confident in our relationship, and I thought, just be yourself. So I sent him this email. Can't wait to see you. Love, Liz. And when he replied, he said, P.S. Love, did you mean to write that? And I remember where I was when I got his email in a taxi going around Columbus Circle on the way to my Upper West Side apartment. And I was so excited because I thought that that was his way of saying, did you mean to say love? Because that's how I'm feeling. And so I called him and I said, I didn't mean that to have any extra weight, but since you're asking, yes, I do feel like that's where I am. And he said, well, I'm not there. I don't want to mislead you. I don't want to give you false hope. And I think that you're such a great girl, but it's not the right time for me. And I was devastated. I was totally crushed. And then of course it was a couple more weeks where I was like, okay, cool. We can just be friends with benefits. And I tried my best to be the cool girl, but deep down I was like, please want to be with me. Eventually he was like, this is not going to work. And that was that. It was a six week relationship that took me the next two and a half years of my Saturn returns to reconcile with. So this brings me back to you. It's hard to be yourself. It's hard to feel like you are worthy and deserving of what it is that you want because you only see what you have now. And then it feels like there's this big gap between where you are and what it is that you want. And so the whole, you feel like it's you. There's something about you that's not enough. What I realized when I was revisiting my journal entry is how much it was a self-fulfilling prophecy for me not to be myself and then for me to manifest us breaking up. There was almost a relief, an affirmation. See Liz, just stay in your lane, girl. Go for people who are within your realm of possibility. Don't think too highly of yourself. Get back in your box. I see my clients do this a lot, this self-fulfilling prophecy. I actually have one of my favorite clients is also a type four. And there were some things that she wanted to manifest, bring into her life. And she said, I keep saying everything I desire, Desires me. But maybe that's not true because this is what I'm attracting. Here's what I want to offer you. That is true. But if what you're seeing in your life is something that you don't want, the universe is presenting that to you for you to say no to it. It's not because that's what you deserve. It's saying, look, is this what you think you deserve? And if you say yes and you take the crumbs, it keeps giving you that. But if you say, no, that's not what I want, then it will bring you the next thing. I've seen this with my clients. I've seen this in my own life. I think what the universe did for me with that relationship was show me where I didn't feel in self-worth. He was a huge mirror to me. And as I've looked back past 15 years, I realized that who he was was actually who I want to be. There's so much shadow work. We'll talk about shadow in later episodes, but there's a dark shadow, parts of ourselves that we deny. And then there's a golden shadow. Whenever we're in envy or we want something that we feel like is outside of our grasp. If we can even see it, if it's even on our radar, that's a golden shadow. And he was this golden shadow for me. Part of those two and a half years as I approached 30 was a time where I stepped into how am I like him? Why was he brought into my life? I idealized him because that's how I want to be loved. That's how I want to be seen was how I was projecting onto him. So life provides us with all of these opportunities and lessons to learn And I really do think the goal is to be yourself. When you don't feel like you can be yourself, that's not a problem. It just means there's some digging to do. I love to dig. Let's get into it. Why? Why can't you be yourself? What is it about you that you feel is not enough? What do you try to hide from people? What do you not want them to see? And if they did see that, what are you afraid that they would think about you? What would that mean about who you are or what you're capable of or what you deserve? Those are the questions that I would love for you to ask yourself and see what answers come up because that's the work and it's exciting work. When I look back and I'm like, so I wasn't pretty enough? So I wasn't cool enough? What? It's an illusion. That's what it is. It's ways that we hold ourselves back because I think we are afraid of our own greatness. I think that we're afraid that if we shine as bright as we're capable of shining, that we might lose connection, be ridiculed, criticized, left out, abandoned, rejected, that will make other people uncomfortable being around us. And yeah, we're just all humans with these human brains that like status quo, that like to keep us safe, that like our comfort zones. And so self-fulfilling prophecies where we get to manifest the very thing that we don't want to have happen. We get to be the victim. We get to avoid change for a little bit longer. And I think that that's all what was going on with me in that story. So I don't know if that relates to you. I'm not sure if that's where you are right now. But if you are, stick with me because it's going to be a fun journey of figuring out what it's like to be yourself and to face some of those fears and to be Feel uncomfortable, but still show up authentically and then what lessons come and it's exciting. So I hope that resonates with you. Just a heads up as to what you can expect later on in this podcast, we will be talking about what is the Enneagram, who are the Enneagram types, human design, self-discovery, manifestation, shadow work, inner child, setting healthy boundaries, relationships between Enneagram types. I'll share some stories from acting. We'll talk about grief and loss, parenting, date nights, and all of the good stuff. So I hope that you will join me and tune in. Thank you for listening. Until next time, love, Liz. If you're ready to stop struggling and start living the life and love you desire, I invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching program. I'm taking on a few new private clients, and I'd love to help you create a life that is authentic, aligned, and fulfilling. Visit my website, elizabethnewcomer.com today to book your free consultation.